Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Got it. No problem. It. Absolutely no problem <laughs> at all. I come in like I do with all, I'm like, you're going to say this? And Ben's like, whatever the fuck that means. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I've been studying. Yes. Okay. I'm Chrissy, your host, and I'm with Ben Schneider of Cincinnati Fitness Boxing. Thanks for coming back on, Ben. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to catch up. We were yes. It was really difficult for us because we started catching up and they're like, wait, we just need to get recording. So we, we had a lot of good stuff in the, in the catch up session beforehand. I know. <laughs> I know. We're talking about all the workouts we've been doing, who's the having the toughest workouts, which we'll get into that too. But um, yes. for now, I want to hear about what's been your favorite workout. Maybe you'll touch on this. Yeah, yeah. My, I'm I'm boring. Like I, my workouts are so cyclical. Like I do. Too. You are not boring. I'm I'm boring. I swear. Maybe I, effective is also a good word. I, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, so like I, I always do. I have like two or three things that I really get into, mm-hmm. and I I do several days a week, and kind of once I get bored with something, I, I sub sub that out with something else. So yeah. Like for a while, I was sparring. I was running all the time. Um, and that was really what I had going on. Then recently been doing steps a ton. And even since last time we were on, I haven't stopped. You know, it's been a long time since we've been on, haven't stopped doing steps. Um, yeah. How often do you do the steps a week? I try to like once or twice a week. Wow. It's It's not too bad. I have not done them yet. And it's fucking on my summer bucket list. When, when I get back from my knee thing, we'll, we'll do them for sure. For sure. We will have like a good group too. We'll have like yeah, okay. five, six, seven people okay. there doing it. This is what yeah. I need. I oh, need yeah. the accountability. I need someone to be like, Chrissy, we're doing the steps at this day, at this time. You have to come. And then I'll be like, okay, I have to put it on my... Like, it's like, I'm your person for that. I got you. I got you. Because if it's up to me, if I'm like, oh, then I put it on my calendar. I schedule it. It's so mm-hmm. easy for me to be like, oh, well, can't do it today. Or I don't know if my body feels like doing that today. Exactly. That's why I love having a group because it's like yeah. if I bail, especially because I'm the one usually organizing the it. So I'm getting five or six people together. And if I bail, I, just, I, I can't. I no, can't bail. I know. I can't okay. Bail. You got to tell me. So, yeah. Okay. I, got, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So I've been Thank doing you. that. And then... Um, been obviously some sort of group workout yeah. thing. I've been doing the body shop with Kelly and Ashley oh, yeah. two, three days a week at least, and that has just been murdering Murder. me. Murder. That's what we're talking about. Yep. Kelly, what the fuck are you doing to all of us? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know. When I walk out of there at, at 7 a.m., I don't know what's happened for the past 45 minutes. It's we're, we're like, is it the volume? Is it the pairing? Is it? And we're like, everything. It's everything. The energy. The, the energy. Like, uh, you want. You know what else I think is really important? And we talk, we're going to talk about this on the um, podcast with the guests, too, is like like the the power of a good coach where you want to show up for someone. You yep. want to do a good job, yep. you know, like you, it, it, they have that, um, you, they've just built that relationship, right? With the, the rapport, right? They've built the credibility mm-hmm. and you're like, I, and this has gotten me into trouble. I'm going to talk about this pretty soon where I'm like, if I go to Kelly's class, like I want to work hard for her. You have to, you have to. She yeah. brings the energy. You, you know, you can't walk in there and half-ass it. Like she's bringing the energy. She's excited about what she's doing. So you have to reciprocate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's period. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of, it's totally. crazy. It's crazy, but the one, the one probably the most exciting thing that we've done recently, I've done it, did it with my wife. Uh, we typically we go to Scottsdale like once a year, Amazing. and when we do that, we're it's, it's Scottsdale. You're gonna sit, and you're gonna there's plenty of places to go out and booze and, and hang out. We we'll do it Camelback. We like hiking Love stuff it. like that. Yes, we did a, uh, a nine and a half mile, um, seven hour hike through the Grand Canyon recently. Whoa. It's crazy. That is incredible. Wait, okay, so how many miles? It was nine and a half. Nine and a half miles, like up elevation too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of elevation. I mean, you, we got to the edge of it and we looked down. We're like, there's n- no way we're going to get down there or back up. 
I mean, it was, it was wild. It was wild. How did you do it? How did you, did you have to go back down? So it's, so it was great. So we went down and you then came back up. Down and back up. Yeah. So once you get down, you're like, I, I might be taking a helicopter off of here. I don't know. Oh. But we had a, we had a crazy great tour guide. He was amazing. And he said that he's probably had, he's done it for a couple of years, probably had 20 or so people sign up for this hike, mm -hmm. which is one of the least traveled paths in the Grand Canyon. And uh, he said that he's probably taken about 15 people. He'll show up and be like, guys, we're not going to do this hike. I mean, we, we didn't see a single soul while we were out there. And uh, he said that the 10 or 15 people he's taken there, he's only made it to the end with four. And we went to the end, like looked down over. I'll show you some pictures when we get done. Oh we we looked God. over to the Grand Canyon. The highest grade rapids in the world were down there. I mean, it was incredible. So could I do it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, so what was the hardest part of it? And and did he have to look at you guys and be like, all right, we're, we can do it. And we look at other people and be like, no, we're not going to do it. That's what he said. He'll, he'll look at some people and be like, yeah, you guys should consider another route. But this one, yeah, we, we went and we had an amazing time. I mean, the hard part, like going down was kind of difficult on the joints and I stuff agree. like that. I agree. Going downhill is very difficult. And, and there, yeah, there was one, I, I'm walking on the path and I, the ledge is to my right and I stepped my right foot down and the whole ground just gave out underneath me. And we had walking poles and I like, Kelsey turns around and tried to grab me. Oh I'm my like, gosh, this is terrifying. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. But now I was like, I found a rock, put my foot on, stuck the walking pole in the Wait, ground. This is like a fucking movie. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, but but going back up, like we, it was like a walk for ten or fifteen minutes, and then find some shade. Oh wow, really again. that yeah. intense? Like you had intense. to take breaks. I've never, I've done some really great hikes, and I would say that maybe kind of intense, but. Nothing where I'd had to stop along the way. Like I could, we, you're breathing heavy, mm -hmm. but like you can make it, but never where it's like, okay, we have to stop and catch our breath because it's so yeah. difficult. Yeah. We, we loved doing those, but that was one yes, of the most I intense one we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's been on my mind. I really want to do like a really great hike. We're going to Colorado at the end of September. Where at? I have the perfect one for you. Um, we're going to be around Denver. Oh, yes. So in, uh, oh, I can't wait. This is great. The man to incline. It is in Colorado Springs, okay. I believe. Okay. It is a mile straight up steps. Okay. And, <laughs> and when I, it, it's one of the most intense things that I've done. Like it is my brother and I. If and you're saying it's one of the most intense things, like I don't, I don't, can't, I don't know if I can I do was it. halfway up this thing. I'm like, do not convince yourself that you can come back and try this again and get a better time than what you're doing. Cause this is one of the most miserable things. And I got to the top. I'm like. I could do better than what I did. I mean, it was it was crazy. Intense. And also, the the the, the change in elevation is a real thing. The, it's a real thing, and that's what my brother and I, when we start at the bottom, we're like, okay, we're gonna keep a slight jog through this whole thing because in, in a normal situation, yeah, in a normal situation, <laughs> like, okay, okay, if you if you if you did a slight jog, oh no no I no, I slightly jogged for five steps, and we had to walk the rest of the time. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I kind of want to try it still. Oh, you need to. You have to. Okay. What if I can't? Okay, well, we'll see if I do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, you got to fucking do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it. I'll, yeah, I'll send you the details. You got to do oh it. Oh, my gosh. It's not too fun. bad of a drive out there. Okay, okay, yeah. good, good, good. So this Grand Canyon hike, though. So, and how many hours did it take you? It was like seven and a half hours. What did you guys do when you were done? Oh, uh, we went back to Scottsdale and went the fuck out. <laughs> we, we We were going to hit uh, Sedona along the way, and we decided, like, we're, you know, uh, we... Pulled up a scar Starbucks, got a large coffee with a couple shots of espresso yes. in it, and drove back. Yes. And we got back and went like, we're in Scottsdale. We got to go out. Yes. So oh, we fuck yeah. yeah. These are my people. So did you <laughs> did you have any like joint pain? Or I feel like sometimes when I walk for a really long time, I get really swollen. 
Do you have any of that? No, not no? really. No, it was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it's just me. It wasn't like quite walking. Like it was yeah. a little more. Okay. You know, right. Uh, I think I, maybe I the walk that happens with walking because it's is a little slower yeah. and it's you know you're not blood isn't moving as much as it would be in a hike. When you yeah. get shin splints and stuff and long like if you're walking around the city for a long time something like that. We, yeah. I, I didn't experience any of okay. that. Like it was it was more. It reminded me of like a lot of just like doing doing nipper just climbing up. The elevation yeah. change there wasn't wasn't too big of a yeah. deal. I mean, it was you it was are, like, significant. Used to that. Does Kelsey run the steps too? She used oh, yeah. to. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. So you both are well. We'll have to see how we do it. Did you have to bring snacks? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was like What's your favorite meals. trail snacks? Ooh. Trail snack. <laughs> That's a very good question. Our our tour guide on this was amazing. And and I'm a vegetarian, so is Kelsey. Right. Don't, like, don't eat any meat. And he brought, like, these amazing fresh, like, vegetable sandwiches. I don't even know what. what? He pulled out this buffet. And we're like, well, this is amazing. <laughs> Like, like gourmet yeah, on the trail. We, we had like little pe- peanut butter and jellies packed Ooh, for yeah. like, that's all, <laughs> like, a ham, like a, a protein bar or something. Right, right. Like trail mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's a really great workout. I love that idea. It, it was, it was amazing. To... It was amazing. I was, but all the steps and, and Kelly and Ashley and all that helped me out. For yeah, <laughs> I know. That's sometimes what I think about too. If I'm doing something that's like outside of a fitness studio environment, I'm, and I'm like, you been training for this you yeah, know like yeah, come on yeah. well, go get this, this hike for? done yeah, yeah like, what are you going to all these workouts for if you exactly. can't fucking do this hike exactly. uh, okay so my yeah, favorite was... workout and why it's my favorite is going to kind of bleed into what i want to talk about so it might be like mm. a long-winded situation but favorite workout was a 75 minute yoda moto yoda moto yeah. class moto yoga class um just earlier this week and I've probably in the past couple of months have done yoga like one or two times a week and I've always looked at it as like, oh, this is a chance to to recover and rest, mm-hmm. right? This yoga class that I did on Monday, I felt I was able to like really tune in to my breath, which was great and kind of just like block out all the outside chatter, but I was really strong in my poses and felt like very in control and sturdy. I wasn't mm, so tight where it was painful for me to move. I wasn't like my muscles weren't screaming when I was in a runner's lunge. And I was able to notice that. And I was thinking back and I was like, every time you've been doing yoga, your body's been trashed. And like, sore or something. Yes. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, well, this is your rest recovery day. Mm-hmm. When really, I probably just need to actually not move, like have a rest and recovery day Absolutely. and not be like, yeah. okay, go to hot yoga. I mean, it's difficult, right? And like I could have... Especially 75 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I could trudge through those classes, right? Yeah. And, and my body just felt heavy and sore and tight and weak, you know, because my muscles were tired. And mm-hmm. then to have this experience to be in a yoga class. So... I hadn't worked out, which is going to kind of bleed into what I want to talk about. I hadn't really worked out in maybe like three, three days. So I was like feeling pretty good and recovered. Rested and, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, whoa, the difference a workout can feel like when you rest. Where it yeah. was like, I felt like I could really get more into the poses, really find my strength in in yoga whereas before it was just like oh god get through it get through it you know like yeah i mean breathe, the rest, the rest days are so important also before this you just said that you were doing so many workouts that you weren't noticing improvement right this is this... good improvement on doing yoga sticking with it staying consistent totally totally like and it, so yeah. it was like 
it was a good realization for me to have and a just good feeling of like, oh my God, this is what it feels like mm-hmm. to do yoga when you're you're rested and your body's like accepting it and can get the benefit from yep. it, right? So the reason why I had this great experience on Monday with yoga was because a couple of days prior to that, my body literally shut down on me. I was <laughs> like, you you're done. This is exactly been coming off of a time where I had just talked in the podcast where I'm going to listen to my body and I'm going to do what I should be doing. And, t- and, you know, what not necessarily I didn't say, like, take it easy, mm-hmm. but like do what feels good, not make my workout stressful. False. Not what I did <laughs> at all. Not did not do that. So I'm going to explain myself a little bit because I think there's some explanation and validity. Necess- behind some yeah, of this. I don't know. Excuse it. Excuse it. So I talked about before I went to California, did a really hard workout, then sat on a plane, then danced and stood all weekend. So my lower back was very cranky. And anytime I have any kind of injury pain, it it shows up in my lower back, which mm-hmm. is no surprise, right? I'm sitting a lot. Um, you know, I got tight hips, what, whatever the case is. I'm quad dominant. I don't use my glutes. And I could go on and on. Yeah. I know why this is happening. <laughs> Still a thing. But it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we got through California and it, it kind of worked itself out. And also I had taken six days off of working out, which is pretty much like unheard of yeah. for me. Um, but got my back better, was feeling really good in a good mental place. Like use that time for my own my own um, mental clarity. Mm-hmm. So come back, I had an appointment or a meeting with Megan Springer Deck, she's coming on. She does cupping and dry needling. She's a physical therapist. She's great. So I had a meeting with her and she was like, do you have any pain? And I was like, no, I actually feel great. You know, my lower back was hurting. Not anymore. I'm good. She's like, okay, we'll just do it for like overall tension relief. Mm-hmm. So we do like the cup, like the left side of my body first. Okay, great. Good. Feels good. I'm stretching. We go to my right side and I can like barely move my neck. And like, really? it's so much time. And I, and honestly, like in my body couldn't tell the difference but if i think back on like my lower back pain it was like towards like my right side yeah so my right side is like very visibly or you know way tighter than my left and like the cupping mark on my neck on my right side was like insane it was completely it looked like someone just like beat me with a baseball bat of course in a visible place too of of course oh i mean everyone was like is that a hickey i'm like it's perfectly circular like no giant yeah Yeah, i'm like this is alarming like (laughs) someone call someone um like are you okay do you need blink twice if you're in trouble (laughs) so they do she so they do dry or cut my whole back Mm -hmm. she dry needles a little bit on my side but honestly like i didn't even feel the dry needling like nothing so she's like, you might be a little sore, especially, you know, through your right side. That was a lot. And I was already sore like that night. I could like hardly hurt my really? neck. So then Wednesday, this happens Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I was going to burn boot camp out in Mason. So difficult. It was like all cardio, different stations. Each station had a very intense like jumping, squatting, plank, burpee type of movement okay i love it 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 was it was great while it was happening afterwards my back was like immediately flared up again i was like oh not good right okay well silly me i have kelly's class so this burn boot camps wednesday night 
I have Kelly's class at 6 a.m. the next morning. And of course, it was the one 6 a.m. that I, I didn't go this, to. You were not there. I was not there. All lower body focused. And I was taking the class to to meet with Alexis Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. She's a PT too. And so we were going to meet after. In retrospect, like if I if I should have just been like, hey, I'm good. I'm still going to meet. I can't do the workout. Yeah, yeah. But d- no, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to do it, right? So, I wanted to show up for Kelly. Which one of her classes was it? It was... I don't even know what it was called, but it was all lower body, like, again, like different stations, focused like all leg day type of stuff. Really difficult. Yeah. And I told her before, I'm like, hey, I'm having some back pain. But then you get in there and I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to. I just want to push work. through. Yeah. 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 So by the end of that class, I was like done. Luckily for me, I guess I was meeting with Alexis, who's a physical therapist, does cupping, luck would have it. Does yeah. cupping and dry needling. <laughs> So she like takes one look at me and she's like, your entire right side is like cocked up, like your oh. hips are uneven, like this, you know, we'll do some dry needling across your L3, some cupping. So the experience that I had on Tuesday with no pain, no trigger point with dry needling was totally different than the experience. Have you had dry needling? I have not. No, I haven't done the cupping yet either, but this is actually part of what you want to talk about yeah, talking, up, talking up further about yeah. just like self-care and all that yeah yeah, yeah. so dry needling with a trigger point like with the pain that i had was it it's not painful like as we like know pain mm-hmm. it's like your body's response so they're putting like needles into the fascia to like mm-hmm. release tension um it almost feels like electrical but not even quite that. It's so hard to describe what the feeling was like. But when it happens, I was like, oh, like it oh, is like immediate, immediate, really? immediate. And so we do do some of that. I had immediate relief on my back after that for sure. But now, so I go home and the class was at 6 a.m. I'm home probably by like eight. Mm-hmm. My body with the trauma from, because it is trauma, cupping, needling, oh, yeah. like yeah, oh, it's yeah. trauma to the body plus the trauma I put my body through with those two super intense <laughs> workouts literally back to back. Like how idiotic can you possibly be? I couldn't get out of bed. Like my body was just like, we're, I, I was like I had the flu. Yeah. Like it was uh, just like, you're done. She taped my back up, which felt really good too. But I just couldn't, I couldn't move. So I took Friday off the next day. I woke up so sore. Like from, e- from the classes or from the from who the, knows everything all of everything. it all of it from like my neck to the bottom of my feet my whole body so I do- take Friday off Saturday I did some like light mobility work with mm-hmm. um, Sarah Jenkins which was great took Sunday off and then Monday was that yoga class that just like yep. felt incredible but it, I know you recently dealt with some injuries too and we were talking about this of like how hard it is to slow down when this is you know it's not i mean maybe i didn't know it was gonna be this extreme but even i bet i'll do it again you know like yeah. this isn't oh, no, I'm oh, like yeah, oh no, i learned no the lesson like i'm not gonna do it no doubt and I've, I've tried to be smart about that as, as time's gone on like okay i'm gonna stop especially starting off as like injury prevention then like once yeah. i do hurt something like the last week just running sprints after i had run steps hurt my meniscus and mm-hmm. i haven't yeah. haven't called the doctor yet i've seen somebody seen a doctor outside of going to the doctor, but, yeah. um, it, it, but I've, well, I went to Kelly's class on, what is today? I want today's Wednesday. Wednesday. I went yesterday morning and it was belly up, which is perfect. And I was like, I was smart about everything that I did. I've yeah. done nothing but lift for the past like week and a half. 
haven't done anything lower body at all. Just trying to be smart about it, but it's yeah. so tough because like, I'll, I'll start off the day, I'll hop out of bed, but oh, I feel a little bit better today. Right. Then, then, right. By, then by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, well, I've tweaked this thing four times twice during my workout like I really need to be, be doing nothing but it's so right. it's so difficult I know I know and that's where I kind of came from too I'm like well yeah my back felt better it's good and it was like I just, can do anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> no maybe you need to ease into it yep. a little bit <laughs> test the waters do, do some mobility work yeah, yeah stretch and roll it out right and yeah. not just jump into but I mean again my my only excuse was were these were kind of like meetings with you know had to do with the podcast yeah but regardless, like it's not. You could have any... still met without. Yeah. For sure. I could. Yes. I could have yeah. gone to Kelly and, or, yeah. you know, texted her the night before, texted Alexis. Hey, we're just going to meet. I'm not going to do the workout. My body doesn't, isn't what my body needs. She's a physical therapist. She would have understood. For sure. But <laughs> I wanted to do the fucking yeah, workout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I've, I'm I've honestly just still kind of glad that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're feeling good now that's what that's what counts i'm i am feeling a lot better yeah. now after taking those rest days and this week um yeah this week i've kind of been a little a little easier monday I did the yoga yesterday i did the versa climber i'm gonna mm-hmm. talk about that in another episode um and then today i did like a yoga sculpt so i think i've been good i'm gonna do orange yeah. theory tomorrow I do a pilates class on friday so i'm kind of just trying to like toggle back and forth to like an intensity Oh, not intensity, yeah, not doubling them, yeah, not no doubling doubt. them up. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we'll see how long I can last. Yeah, no, it, be yeah. nice, be nice to yourself. I know, be nice <laughs> to myself. No, I really am. I am. I am trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, okay, what did you want to talk about? Self care stuff. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, really, just wellness, self care, yeah, and and how that is kind of becoming a thing, especially for guys, because you know, women all along. It's always been like, okay, you stretch, you, you yeah. know, go get your... which that is a great point, Ben. Like, it's guys crazy. deserve self-care too. It's Why crazy. is there no movement or attention to men taking care of themselves? And I mean, not even with like stretching. I have a whole like little, like a list of things here. Like from from stretching to like getting manicures, pedicures, things like like Don't want yes. things to take care of yourself. Like I... I literally, I do a face mask every day. Yeah, like, I, I, fuck yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. You, you got to take care of yourself. It feels good to to feel good. Yes, yes. And I think there's such there has been historically. I think it's becoming less and less such a such a stigma on men just taking care of their yeah. bodies no matter what it is. Right, and, and that will look different for everyone, right? It may looks, be a face mask for you, but like maybe it's meditation for someone else. Maybe it's a Ramwad. Maybe it's a yep. fucking walk it, too. It, like it, men do, can go on exactly, walks. Exactly, exactly. And, and I have I've had like a list of things that I've continually like done, tried to knock off and, and start incorporating into my everyday life. You know, yeah. I, I use a face mask example, but it's yeah. like stretching – uh, those morning workouts that I talked about, I, yeah. I have braces on right now. Just yeah, thing, things yeah. to things to, you know, continually improve. Um, taking days off, sleeping eight hours a night, manicures, right. pedicures, rolling, vitamins. Uh, you know, a, a little one like yes. uh, my wife. She kind of laughs at me. She's like, "You always have a bandaid on something." I'm like, "Yeah, if I get cut." I put some polysporin on it, I put a band on it, keep it wrapped up. Guess what? In three days, it's gone. And like, this is called self-care, it's bitch. Called, it's called yeah. self-care. It's called self-care. And and I think that, that it's, it's becoming more of a thing, but it really needs to be like more uh, encompassing and like how whatever makes you feel good yes. and makes you, makes you feel like you're improving yourself. Yes. Well, I think just do. maybe the permission for men to be like, to, ide- to be able to identify like, this is what makes me feel good. Yeah. Whereas you maybe not have didn't even think about that before. Yep. You know, have you thought about 
aside from work or working out or maybe even trying to get better, you know, goal oriented, like what just makes you feel good? What do you do that makes you feel like a better human? Exactly. Exactly. Identify those things. Do more of that. How are, how are you improving yourself? You know, how, how are you, like, what are you doing to make yourself, to give yourself the confidence? Like, I, like I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, could you imagine you, you wake up on a Sunday morning, you, you go work out, you go get a manicure, pedicure, you get a massage and you get a good meal in and you leave and like, how good do you feel? Yes. So you start incorporating those things into your life and, and be able to, to go out and, and uh, approach things more confidently and feel better about what you're doing. Feel better about yourself. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to do a better job of talking to men about their self care. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's overlooked. And there's a big focus for it with women right now, which Mm -hmm. is great. I mean, but it should just be a big human focus. I agree. And again, like taking care of yourself, that can look a million different ways. A million. Yep. However it is personal. I mean, it can, oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, there's infinite numbers of ways. It's everyone's so different. But I think the first step is just try, is getting kind of given in tune with what is it mm-hmm. that makes you feel good or what does self-care look like? For, like identifying that first because it's easy to see, well, if that person says that doing a face max makes them feel better, well, then maybe that's what I should do. But it's like, you just kind of do trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Try, yeah, try, try it. See, yeah. See if you like it. See if it's, yeah. it's what, and if you don't, don't attach to it. It's fine. Do something else. Yeah. yeah. Try something else. Yeah, like, but, but don't be scared to step out of your comfort zone and, yeah. and, and do something to, to improve yourself. Right. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Wild card. What? is your most enjoyable slash favorite thing about your fitness journey so far? And I added so far since it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. We're not, we're not ever going to be there. So what's been for you? I'm, I'm going to go kind of broad on this to get into two specific things. Okay. And one you talked about a little bit before about, you know, it looking different for everybody, but yeah. I'm going to say the human aspect of the fitness journey mm-hmm. and everything from like getting groups of people together to run the steps to like, if I'm out at a bar somewhere, I run to somebody like, Oh, you're the, you're yes. the boxing guy. Yes. We have something immediately to connect yes. on. That and we'll, we'll also, then, yeah, then all of a sudden we're drinking a beer talking yes. about who knows what. Right. And that's been one, that's been one of the most enjoyable things for me is just, is just the interaction with everybody else. But then also the other human side of it is helping people figure out what works for them. Because I, I think a lot of, a lot of times that you hear, Hey, you, you know, you are this, so you should do this. And you, but everybody's so different, no matter what it is, not even in, in fitness, just in life in general, everybody's so different. So you can't say, Hey, you know, you're a 28 year old white male. This is how you should act. This is what you should do. And like, no, figure out what works best for you. So like, how, how do you eat that makes you feel good? What's your workout routine that makes you feel good? Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of tying back into that wellness, everybody's so different and finding like working with individuals, to help them find what makes them feel fit yeah. and, and, and defines fit for them. Like you talked about a thousand times yeah. on this podcast. What's your definition yeah. of, of fitness? And, yeah. And being able to help people come to that answer. That's amazing. It's, 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 it's been it's a blast. Been so it's been a blast. Yeah. 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 Mine's very similar. So I would say like hands down the relationships that I've made through fitness and not only this podcast, I mean, definitely this podcast for mm-hmm. sure. I've gotten, a ton of great friends and I've just been able to enjoy the art of conversation where we're sitting here and we're talking and there's not an external um, distraction. We don't have our phones. Like we're really like we're here to talk mm-hmm. and I feel like that's lost now for sure. I agree. So grateful for that. But even way back when, when I went to the punch house as my boxing gym, mm-hmm. 
you know, I went there for two years, there four or five times a week. And it wasn't until they told us like, hey, we're shutting down for a few months because we're moving to a different location. But we were all like, oh my God, we're going to miss each other. Yeah. Like we, you yeah. know, like you, it, you just kind of get into it and it's great. And you see these people and you're with them a lot and you might not even regularly have a conversation, but you're suffering alongside of each other. <laughs> and you know them and you know their exactly. workout clothes, and you know yep. their shoes or whatever, you know, there's, you know what their push up looks like, what all those things. Yep. But, but then there's just that feeling of like, oh my God, yeah, we had, we have a relationship yeah. here. like that. This created something. Yeah, so a community of a the bond, community. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what that feels like for you because it's like yours, you know? Yeah. And, and, and through that, like you develop relationships with people, you see people come, you see people go, you see, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're hanging out with these people outside the gym yeah. and, and you're, you're working hard together. You're running steps together and then yeah. you're drinking hard together and That's having fun. Best. So yeah. it's, you know, and it's 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 such a such a great feeling just having that that fitness community having right. the the support system around like those people have a support system i have a support system and and whether that's to work out or to have fun everybody's you know yeah. in it together yeah yeah i know our, our guest coming up talks a lot about you know fitness and when people are coming to his gym and his goal is like i'm just going to make you better in every other area of your mm-hmm. life and that's really how i look at at fitness is like, yes, it, it's, you know, dedicated part of time or an hour or whatever it is, whatever you're dedicating to it. But like, how is it contributing to the rest of your life? Exactly. Like, why yep. are you doing it? Yep. You know, it should, in my mind, in my opinion, it's only to get better at the relationships you have with the people, your job, your, your moving through your everyday life. Your, yeah, yeah. Ev- yeah how everything. You feel, how you wake, feel when you wake up in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Well, damn it, Ben, I am leaving this conversation feeling so great thank you so, <laughs> so much no, this has been great this yeah, is awesome i so appreciate you and i hope that um our guests coming up will make everyone feel really great too this episode of what the fit is supported by lions pride wellness center lions pride wellness center offers a unique approach to group fitness classes with a concentration on sound movement targeted energy systems and an awareness of mental state Their group fitness classes will help you feel better mentally and physically. This is what really sets them apart from other studios. David wants everyone to have a safe space to release energy and move your body. Of course, you're going to feel better after that. Plus, there's a mindfulness element at the end. We take care of our bodies. Let's take care of our minds. All fitness levels and backgrounds are welcome. Will, the group fitness instructor, breaks down every move. There are a ton of options to choose from. If you're curious, just come try a Saturday class. It's $10 and open to the public. For more info on their new programs, facility, and to hear the story behind it all, check out David Fairbanks' previous What The Fit episode or visit them on Instagram at Lions Pride Weightlifting. Currently, there are group classes on Tuesday and Thursday, 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m. Website's coming soon. If you're loving What The Fit and want to help contribute to continuing a weekly release of the podcast, please, please, please visit the Patreon page. Link is in the Instagram bio and the show notes. There are three different levels. The first level, which I would be so appreciative of, is $2 a month. The second level is $5 a month. And with that level of contribution, you also get a monthly email from me. That email will contain additional topics we don't get to cover on the podcast, further guest Q&As, challenge updates, and much more. The third level is $10 a month. You'll get the monthly email and a What the Fit hat after two billing cycles. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community. 
My guest today is a level three certified CrossFit trainer, a worldwide ranked CrossFit athlete, and I've seen his benchmark stats, so trust me when I say he's really strong. But his most notable achievement is probably that he's married to the Sarah Jenkins. He has a community vision of diversity from stay-at-home moms to elite athletes to retired grandparents to business executives, regardless of fitness level. He can help build a better you. Please welcome Patrick Herringer, head coach and owner of CrossFit 513 United. How's it going? Welcome. Do you agree that your greatest accomplishment is being married to Sarah Jenkins? I'll second that. That's an easy (laughs) one for me. Did I say your last name right? Uh, It's Herringer. Herringer. It's a hard G. Hard G. I was going to ask you before we started, and then we started making margaritas, and I forgot. (laughs) Hey, that's all right. Good. Okay, so wait. Tell us about this margarita, because you introduced me this past weekend. Well, introduced the idea of it, and I was so excited to try it. Yeah, so this is uh, kind of born out of necessity, as uh, Sarah and I, you know, are not big drinkers. Right. But uh, being a downtown CrossFit gym, a lot of our members are drinkers. They go out on the weekends and drink. And as much as we push health and fitness, uh, it was a... to find this, uh, so this is Rob Wolf's electrolyte blend. It's oh, I didn't know it was Rob Wolf. Yeah, this is Rob Wolf's. Oh, okay, uh, he developed this specifically, um, and not only does it taste really good, but it's good for you. So if you're gonna drink it, it tastes just like a margarita because it it's lemon, lime, and salt flavor. Just like a margarita. Yeah, and you're getting electrolytes and uh, tequila is probably the healthiest booze you can drink. So wait, is it really? It, yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. is it healthier? So it's. Uh, the sugars I knew I was doing something right yeah it's it's naturally made it's yeah like um either the mezcal or no anyway it's the the agave that's the word I'm looking Mm, for okay but they're uh you could say anything to me and I'm like yep you're right tequila is the cleanest booze you can go with oh yes okay awesome yeah it's got potassium it's got magnesium got some sodium it's really good thank you for bringing it not the tequila the electrolytes Mm. Yes, to clarify, tequila does not have potassium. I guess sodium if you're doing a tequila shot with the salt um, on the, in the lime. Exactly. That's and why this lime. works great. Yep. What does a lime do for you? Anything? That's citrus, you know. <laughs> it's a fruit. you got dirty bartender hands, there's um, some sanity there. <laughs> oh, God. yeah, you're right. You're right. For <laughs> sure. So I've heard through Sarah, we've heard through Sarah a little bit of a st- your her story your story but mm-hmm. it has been you know from her perspective and she told us about how you guys met in colorado got into crossfit you were deployed like soon after meeting each other right Yeah, about 10 days after 10 days after and then moved to new york yep and i drug her across the country drug her across the country lived and worked there for a while that was maybe not like speaking to your soul came to cincinnati opened crossfit 513 united but I would really love to hear from you, your experience throughout that all and kind of how that came to be. Okay. Um, so I moved to Colorado Springs in mm-hmm. the summer of 11. Okay. Uh, had been kind of messing around with CrossFit for, for about a year at that point, but nothing okay. too serious. Hadn't yeah. joined an affiliate, was just kind of doing stuff on my own. Okay. Moved there, didn't know anyone, and CrossFit's a perfect way to meet people. And so totally. I joined a gym and just have been sprinting through it ever since. Um, wait, let me, uh, what was your first introduction to CrossFit? Like, do you remember the moment you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So in 2009, uh, my buddy John and I, we were deployed in Iraq and mm-hmm. had been doing some serious meathead lifting for the better part of that year. Yes. So, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> bench press, yes. buys, tries, no legs at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so about two thirds of the way through, we had started to get bored with our workout some and 
I had heard of CrossFit before, and in 2009, it wasn't brand new, but you still had to dig to find it. Yes. And so once a week, we would run and jump and do burpees and push-ups and whatever until we threw up, slap hands, and say, great, we're doing CrossFit. No clue what the fuck we were doing. But uh, that was kind of, I got the bug. Mm -hmm. And uh, came back, got into it a little bit more when I moved to Colorado, joined a gym. Um, Colorado is like the mecca for CrossFit. It really is. It's been there for, for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Sarah and I met, um, I guess, February of 12, mm-hmm. and I had been in Colorado for about six months at that point, and okay. like I said, it happened to be about 10 days before uh, I went to Afghanistan, and when we met, she was a vegan yogi, yep. as you probably yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was never going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> and You're like, you know, so you have to change for... your entire lifestyle and yeah, diet? it wasn't going to work for her either, but... right. You helped her along yeah. that path. No, so so we hung out a couple of times um, before I left mm-hmm. and then kind of started corresponding through Messenger and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think halfway through my deployment, she sent me a message one day and said she had had like five different animals in one sitting. Yes. And that, you know, she was over this whole vegan thing, which yep. was, you know, I thought was cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so she started doing CrossFit while I was gone and I think. There was at least a part of that that uh, was kind of trying to impress me. But really, if you know her, she just wants to work hard. Right. So she she got into it, immediately took to it. Yeah. Clearly a natural athlete. Actually, no. You don't think? Not at all. I'm going to beg to differ. No. So of the two of us, I'm the one who doesn't have to work hard for things. Uh, She will tell you, she'll admit this to you. If she walked into my gym today, our gym, she'd be the worst female athlete we have. What? She came into CrossFit, could not lift the barbell. Yeah. Could not jump, could right. not do a pull. Like, right. a lot of people can't do pull-ups, but she was. But wasn't she, she was like yoga-ing and marathon running and like all these other, thi- all these other things before? She did not take to CrossFit well at all because she had never lifted before in her yeah. life. And, but, and if you don't lift. Yeah. But anyway, so she has to work. Yeah. Okay. And as we know, Sarah Jenkins will work. So she has gone from an extremely low-level CrossFitter uh-huh. to the person she is now yeah. on just sheer will. And I love that. Yeah. I, uh, we're going to talk about mental toughness a, later, but yes, yeah. I had a little bit of a different path with it. Um, I've been, always been fairly athletic mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know things are supposed to be difficult, so they're not. And for it was sure. like, I had been in a CrossFit gym for about 45 minutes and did my first ring muscle up because no one told me it was supposed to be hard. Yeah. You know, that's a and great point. Yeah. so I just saw it, did it whenever. And then fast forward now I've been around it for almost 10 years and have been coaching for over seven years now. And that's an absurd thing to happen. And yeah. I think it's happened once for, for any of the people that have been to our gym. Mm-hmm. But no, that's cool. But uh, to, to tie a bow on, yep. you know, that I move back and uh, start coaching almost immediately. And this at this point, she's been doing it for a while. Yeah. And, you know, we, we just fell into a, a really good rhythm right when I got back. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was leaving Colorado. And uh, I didn't intend to take anyone with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, life happens. She yeah. has an effect on you. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we moved to Manhattan. Um, I had a 52 week contract there with Ernst and Young, which is a big I, change from Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Um, office in Times Square. Was working at Goldman Sachs on Wall Street. Okay. Just and I, I don't want to oversell it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in a slick suit trading. Whatever. I'm right, but, banking consulting. Yeah, but still, still, it's quite a shift from Colorado Springs. But uh, yeah, I think at 25, I probably would have really enjoyed that. But at 35. 
right. it wasn't where we needed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you guys Sa- were only there you know, for Sarah wasn't year. happy there. I wasn't happy there. We yeah. were, I, I put my notice in at 50 weeks mm-hmm. and, um, we moved back, opened the gym and yep. we've been, uh, almost five years now. So, oh, wow. And where are you downtown? We are our 327 West 4th Street. Okay. Yep. Be- where is, like, what, it was, what So it's between street? Central and Plum. We're about two blocks north of Paul Brown Stadium. Okay. Yeah, we're right up from the Bengals yeah. Stadium. Yeah, Are you by Tina's? Yes, same block. <laughs> we are a fixture on that block. Uh, if you pass the, the gym at almost any point in the summer, there's going to be random shirtless strangers running down the sidewalk, potentially carrying well, things. I've been yeah. missing out this summer then. Yeah, we are an absolute spectacle on that block and have been for years, but everyone knows this and i think likes this i don't know yeah i don't really care i mean but. right you're there <laughs> I, I i have never been to tina's i will clarify that point but i um know that it's kind of like a staple there like you said it's a thing yeah do you guys do stuff for the Bengals game being so close do you have a big Bengals fan no uh, so i'm i'm a i'm a Bengals fan oh but uh i think um, by and large that's football's almost a non-factor in the gym yeah. and, and and in fact uh on sundays during the football season if the Bengals play home games the members are always pissed off because right, they can't park exactly <laughs> see that's even surprising to me that you're a Bengals fan because i feel like my my perception would be like of this like great crossfit you're like football like whatever no <laughs> like, i've i uh i'm I pay less attention to sports now than I ever have in my life. Yeah. But uh, football is the one I hold on to still. Yeah. I was I was a baseball player and I love baseball. But um, as far as following and watching, I still really like to watch the NFL. Also interesting that you love baseball because baseball to me is like the least athletic of the sports. So yeah, uh, <laughs> you're you, like you can definitely no 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 you you can definitely make that case. But baseball to to be good at it requires a shit ton of hand eye coordination. Yes, you're right. You're and uh, what that, do I know? Yeah, well no. that type of well because it doesn't like you don't have to be super fast. Mm-hmm. It's of there's definitely a skill in baseball, but of all the like the major sports, that's one that you kind of like you're going to be good at it if you're going to or you're not. If you don't have that hand eye coordination, that yeah. fast twitch, there's right. not a lot of teaching of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So I cheated a little bit and I asked Sarah mm-hmm. about topics to cover mm-hmm. with you. Did she tell you that I did this? She did. <laughs> did she give them to you? She ahead did of not. Time? Okay, good, good, good. She did not. So, you know, obviously what better person to prep me with some She's questions. got the background. Yeah, she's got the background. Um, so, but before we get into these, I have a list right here that I'm going to make sure that I cover. Um, we talk a lot about the sense of community on this podcast with gyms mm-hmm. and you know that's really sometimes the differentiator and what brings people back and i know especially with crossfit like that sense of community to me at least from an outsider looking in is so strong and that's almost what separates you guys from a lot of other workout studios mm-hmm. just just all around i mean oh my god it's like a church to me sometimes it you totally know? is totally and which is great and i'm over here kind of sitting in it like like I'm jealous, you, right? You can uh, yeah. certainly make a case that it's a cult. Yeah. You have lingo, you yeah. have weird clothing, right. you have rituals. Like yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, I yeah, like that about it. I, I don't really say that do. with any shame. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. And I and I'm not and I'm not shaming at all. If it, anything comes out this way, it's only because I'm jealous. I'm not a part of it. I'm on the outside looking in. Um I can't do it because I can't get well enough in my squat. That's why I don't do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna hear specifically about your gym. You know, what separates and i saw on the website talk a lot about diversity in Mm -hmm. terms of appealing to people or maybe not appealing but being able to work with a lot of different fitness levels so what does that look like in practice like what's the culture of your gym would you say 
So uh, first off, community is on the door. Like it says CrossFit 513 United, community through fitness. Yeah. It has been our tagline since day one. And cool. it's probably the thing we care the most about. Yeah. yeah. Above fitness, above membership numbers, whatever. If our community is good, then our gym is strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you know this too, to interrupt with, you know, working in a, in a corporate environment or for a company, someone else, like the culture is so important. It's everything. That's, it's it's mm-hmm. everything. So CrossFit, uh, it dovetailed nicely with... Uh, my experience in the military because mutually shared suffering is an extremely strong bonding force. Yes. And suffering doesn't, you know, as, as you know, doesn't need to be bad. Like it, and oftentimes it's really good for us. And when you're doing that with, with other people, then you form a bond with them that you simply don't have with, with other folks. No, it's called hazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, my secret, (laughs) my secret from the beginning with it has been to start people so slowly that they think this CrossFit stuff is easy. Mm. And I give them about a month and then they remember fondly on that month after they've got acclimated to it because we do want to start everyone slow and we want to make sure that they can move safely and move well and understand what the hell's going on Yeah, because it's a lot. Yeah, and, and you're potentially lifting a lot of weight and absolutely. doing a lot of repetition. Yeah, so yeah. We, we make an absolute practice of starting everyone super slow. But what we don't start slow on is that community aspect like mm-hmm. you talk. So when someone comes into our gym... Uh, we do not work out with strangers. Mm-hmm. So we won't start the warm up until, so we, we, we don't do anything corny or, or anything like that. But if yeah. there's a new person in, if there's a drop in or whatever, everyone in the gym knows that they will absolutely have to introduce themselves to yeah. that person before you don't we make start. You don't them like do like an icebreaker or anything nope. like that, do you? No, no, no. no. I don't, that's, that feels forced to me. And yes. I know a lot of gyms do that. And that's fine. If that's your thing and right. it works well for you, uh, it's not my thing. No, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> but uh, people just know they don't work out with strangers with us. So. Yeah. That's the same with Sarah at the original method too. Every class I've been in, she's like, does everyone know each other? And you're like, oh, yeah, hi, hi. And it's it's great. I mean, and even if like in that moment, you don't remember that person's name, but you see them again. You're like, yeah. okay, well, that weirdness is gone. We've And you remember suffering yeah, with that person. for sure. <laughs> for sure. You can't forget that. And, and I'll also say too, before we get too far into this, is that I'm going to say the word CrossFit a lot and we're going to talk a lot about it because that's what I do and I totally believe in it and yeah. you're going to have some people that probably roll their eyes and be like fuck are they going to talk about CrossFit all the time yes I am yeah however let me gym. let me caveat that with I understand going in that all of the elements of a great CrossFit gym have existed in other gyms and other fitness modalities forever CrossFit has invented absolutely nothing yeah. they didn't invent olympic lifting they didn't invent gymnastics they certainly didn't invent i think they invented their like naming naming workouts after other they did people so absolutely that's a thing yeah uh but did they invent though like the high socks with the short shorts for women yeah so i think that was <laughs> that was part of the thing because uh, we like to pr- done that. yeah we like to pretend that everything's functional and it used to be a thing in the earlier days of crossfit you wore knee high socks on deadlift day so you didn't scuff your shins up yeah and then it just became a thing that people yeah. started doing that's cool yeah i, I like guess <laughs> i mean i've never i used to play volleyball so mm-hmm. i had that that situation happen but i haven't worn it to a gym but i like that you know like that you can spot someone in a CrossFit uniform. Oh, yeah. We totally stick out. Yeah, I love it. Totally. It's great. Okay, continue on. Community. Uh, so so we, we really prioritize community. We mm-hmm. have a community committee at the gym. Um, we organize functions. We go out together as a group. And obviously, there are groups within the gym who are friends and go out together. Yeah. But we try to make it a point to do a lot of organized activities. Uh, we don't get to them as much as I would like. Yeah. My members are going to listen and they're going to be like, we don't do them all the yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, we, we would always like to do some more community stuff 
but uh, it's it's an extremely tight knit group. Yeah, and, and I think you have to, um, as as either the head coach or the owner of the gym, you have to foster that environment, mm-hmm. and you have to promote it, and you have to push it, mm-hmm. and it's something that we take very seriously. I have fired members before because they don't fit in. And members. By, yes. Not staff. No, no, no. Members. Wow. Um, and drastic cases. I think it's happened twice, but for people who uh, have, we'll say, integrity issues or yeah. whatever their issue yeah. is, I'm just not going to have that around. Yeah. Uh, I want people to be at my gym who want to be there. I want people there who I want to be there. Yeah. And yeah, when you have it, your own business, you get to make those decisions. For sure. We, I just had this conversation with past guests Robin Cohen and Anna Wall and they were talking about have you ever had to fire a client you know and it's like obviously something as a, as a business owner when you're doing personal one-on-one training like that's income right yep but then to realize like no this person is draining my energy or mm-hmm. just not vibing with what we're putting together or whatever the or maybe scheduling whatever the case is and I was just like oh my god yeah that I guess would happen, right? I never, yeah, it's like, totally an option. Um, now, I mean, but great if you're... to recognize that and prioritize your time, right? Yeah, I mean, you. So, so you know, you you see, like, well, why wouldn't you just keep that person around and collect the money from them? But I, again, when I when I talk about the community and and fostering that environment, mm-hmm. if that person's a bad apple, it's gonna it's gonna spread, yeah, right, and it's gonna mess up the feeling of your classes yeah, your of your mojo. whole community. And I'm just, I won't tolerate that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we, we just make sure that everybody has a great space yeah. and everybody is cordial to each other. And as cliche as this shit sounds, uh, no drama. Yeah. We don't do it. Yeah. Good for you, for sure. But um, this is going to be a good this is going to be a good segue into one of the topics that she suggested we talk about. And when I think about, you know, being able to kind of help anyone regardless of mm-hmm. fitness level, you know, reference stay-at-home moms people that are older people that are maybe working all day and you're sitting at a desk and like this is their only time for movement kind of thing she mentioned mentioned that you are a really safe coach for women and she said something really interesting the concept to me is super interesting i want to explore it further she said that you treat them as equals but not the same as men and i was like that is really important because we're not the same as men and it's not an equality issue right it's literally biology like black and white science and so i would love to hear from you about you know if your approach to coaching women and what that looks like how is it different from how you approach coaching men so um let me start with talking how it's similar yeah oh yeah so i i approach all of our members as athletes and train them as such. They every come to me member. With, yeah, every member is an athlete. So well, that's that doesn't mean you have you. To, that doesn't mean you have to be competitive. Yeah, it just we approach your training the same way. So whether you have lifted weights for twenty years or you've never touched a barbell, we're gonna approach that stuff the same way. Obviously, yeah. our starting point is different, mm-hmm. but when you when when someone walks in and they're visibly uncomfortable and and. Honestly, you know, most of the of the ladies who come to us have not spent a lot of time on barbells before. Yeah. And the moment you put a barbell in their hand and instruct them exactly the same, they start to realize, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. This is fine. And right. it's not patronizing. It's not whatever. It's like, I'm going to coach you the same way I coach everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to be as honest with you as I am everyone else. Mm-hmm. And 
it's I think I think good practice for it was um with how do I say this my time my time in the army uh-huh. um was a very good uh set up for my position now at the gym mm-hmm. in that I'm super close with all of my people, mm-hmm. but there is just a little bit of a, a space in between. Yeah. And that allows you to maintain that professionalism. Yep. And when I look at my members, I don't look at it as this is a male member. This is a female member. Uh-huh. You're just a member of the community. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we don't, we just don't make uh, any attempt to try to, differentiate how we train folks yeah. because everyone needs to be strong the mm-hmm. same way everyone does. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's empowering. That's, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's just a weird, a weird thing still in 2019 with women lifting weights and being strong and having muscle. And yeah. as silly as that is, most of the women who come in say, am I going to get bulky? Most people still say that. Most, most, women, most of the women most who, women, who yeah. come in who, who aren't experienced with lifting, one of their big concerns is, I don't want to get bulky. And when I hear that, like, personal preference aside, no no one has ever gotten bulky without trying. <laughs> okay? Right. Especially, especially, especially for women, women. with <laughs> lower testosterone <laughs> yeah. levels and difficulty in building muscle. Now, obviously, you have outliers who can, who can certainly put on muscle by, yes. you know, yes. getting close to weights. But, right. but by and large, at a population level... If you don't want to get bulky, you're not going to. And in fact, you, you may want to. Where do you think that misconception is coming um, from? I think, man, this is a big issue. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, a social pressure. Yeah. I think it's a pressure for for women to be thin it's small. versus fit. Right. Um, to... Which is to crazy f- because I feel like if you would ask any man on the street... I more, totally agree with that. They're their preference would yeah, not I totally necessarily be very thin. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, whether it's clothes, whether it's whatever that you got to fit into. I mean, look at Sarah. Yeah. Sarah is five foot five. I'm not going to say her weight on here, but she's yeah. an extremely fit girl. Yes. And sometimes so she fit. has problems with clothes because she has muscle. Yeah. And when, when, you know, you're a muscular, strong woman and you want to wear cute clothes and, yeah. and whatever else, and they don't fit because you actually have lats yeah. or, right. you know, your quads are too big and the waist right. is too small. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of social pressure to be just super thin. Yeah, I and, agree. And there's no connection at all between thin and healthy. No. No, it's not about healthy. Fuck, no. fuck health. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> I would rather just take Adderall and eat nothing and be thin. Yes, than- like you can... You can be thin. You can starve yourself to thin. For sure. You can definitely do we that. Had a, uh, we had a shirt a few years ago that we made that said traps are the new abs. I love that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can starve your way to abs. You got to work for traps. Mostly because I can like... So everyone in their, everyone within their body, I think, has you know places where you can like more easily put on muscle or like it's harder sure. to take off fat, blah, blah, blah. Sure. For me, like my shoulders and my traps are like easy for me to be like turn it on you know like i have like a lot of like definition and like um i'm gonna say mass not that i'm like (laughs) (laughs) mass not that i'm like big by any sense but yeah and you can see it really closely too in my brother richard like and he lifts regularly super super into fitness too and like as a man like this whole region is like the easiest where you can see any difference with him like oh he's been hit you can tell who legitimately lifts and who does bullshit lifting at globo gym 
Yes, definitely. Yep. Wait, okay, you, wait. How? Wait, let's talk about how can you tell? Because I can tell women like out, right? Like looking mm-hmm. at like who works out. And I I can tell by their traps. Absolutely. And like their back. Yeah. And their Women shoulders. specifically. Uh, actually, you know what? Not women specifically. Lats, traps, and legs. Yeah, legs. Because... I, I when going back to to when I was in Iraq in in '09, I got up to so I'm I'm six foot one and I weigh about 190 right now, mm-hmm. and that's pretty light for me. Mm-hmm. But I I got up and I got up to 218 when I was in Iraq and and had significantly less muscle mass through my hips and legs than I do now, and so 30 uh-huh. pounds heavier with skinnier legs and butt, and you can imagine. <laughs> I look like a fucking cartoon, yeah. right? It was just all traps or all shoulders and chest, right? Yes, chest so back to yeah. there's show muscles and go muscles, right? And we build go muscles. Show muscles and go muscles. I so love if you're that. a gigantic chest and shoulders guy, you got no traps, you have no obliques, so you you have you can even have abs, but if you've got a little skinny core, yeah, I know you're in a core's not strong. Yeah, if your legs are skinny, you're not strong. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the only way you're strong is lying on your back and pushing something towards the ceiling. Yeah. Guess what? You're not strong. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Say it again. So wait, I want to also explore this point further because I feel like I can point people that do CrossFit out too, yep. like from the general population. And again, it's oh, the traps. What? What? What part it's of the, the Olympic mo- lifting? Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean, deadlift, squats, all that stuff, put muscle mass all over you, but uh-huh. specifically the traps and, and upper back area, it would be the Olympic lifting. Got yeah, it. the snatch and the clean and jerk are such unbelievable movements for developing power strength. And yeah, and yeah. yeah. What is your what do your traps do for you? So they elevate your shoulders. Yeah, essentially that you can retract okay. your scaps. But if I'm in this press position, and then I elevate. Yeah, you know, like you do shrugs yeah. at the gym. You yes. see guys holding. Yes, I see yep. that. Yeah, right. So right, you can right. do faux traps too. But uh, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't look for me to pull punches on people who want to be strong but pretend to be strong great good lay it out there for sure oh my god such an interesting funny concept yeah but I well, what, also- do we, what do we call them fitness pageants <laughs> right fitness yeah that shit isn't fitness no, no now do those people work hard absolutely yes do they suffer absolutely those people's diets are locked down and that shit is not fun no but they're not fit right and and if we're thinking about fit in especially the way that Sarah defines fit, yep. right? Hard to kill. Then yeah. they're not, they're not going to go far. They're they're going to be hot low on the totem pole for the zombie apocalypse for sure. Yeah, you can. You, there are certainly a lot of bodybuilders and, and figure competitors out there who are pretty strong people, and yeah. there are some of them who I am sure also are good athletes. But by and large, the training in that, if that's the only thing you do, will not make you fit. Yeah, you will yeah. build muscle, you will lean out, but yeah. But I guess right? it's not functional. That's what. If that's what they want, if they want to sure. be able to take a picture in the mirror, holding their phone with their bicep large and in charge mm-hmm. for their what, Instagram post, then by so, all means. So what throughout history, what does big muscles, uh, what does that signify? Strength. Yes. Right? Right. Like you go back in time, big folks, strong. Yep. So the point of bodybuilding then is to what? Look, Look strong. strong. <laughs> Yeah, but people that do CrossFit also look strong. And they are. Yeah, right. That's the difference, <laughs> yeah, that's is you difference. are functionally strong. That's a difference. Yeah. That's a difference. But that's, that's and, you know, everyone has their own thing. Yeah. I have mine. I think it's the best. Yeah, There's course. other good stuff out there. <laughs> of course. 
But again, that's why you're on here. You want to hear about what you think is the yeah. best show muscles versus go muscles. Yeah. My members hear it all the time. Damn. I love that. Okay, wait. So this is you mentioned about the diet, you know, being dialed in for them. And that is hell for sure. Yeah. I know I've also experienced the, the chicken that. and rice and broccoli mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, that plays into another topic that Sarah wanted to talk about mental toughness. Yep. And so that can look a lot of different ways. And I think specifically with food, that comes into play a lot. And I know you've had some really interesting experiences with diet. But before we kind of get into that, mental toughness, you know, how do you train it? What does it mean to you? Like, what's that? What's your philosophy behind that or any kind of, you know, story you want to share about that? Yeah, sure. So I think mental toughness is something you train just like anything else. People talk about, oh, that person's so tough or that person, you know, just has an iron will. Mm -hmm. They probably worked on it. Mm-hmm. Like for every person. Probably because per- if they didn't, they didn't want to. They were forced yeah. to, right? <laughs> so it's, it's a, it, it, if to make an analogy, it's a muscle that you can develop and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will walk into the gym and you can see that they're just mentally tough. And when the workout gets hard, they push harder yeah. or don't quit or what, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And some people you can see as they come in, that's not there. Yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but you can watch that grow over time. Mm, interesting. It's, you know, it's a habit of saying, this is uncomfortable. I don't need to stop, but I really want to. Mm-hmm. Every time that you say, I want to stop, it gets easier to stop. Mm-hmm. And every time you say, I'm not going to, it gets easier to say, I'm not going to. Yeah. So you develop patterns of, of behavior, patterns of thought, and, and those become the norm. So yeah. when, when someone comes to me, and is having trouble with their nutrition mm-hmm. and they just can't seem to cut out you know i i try to have them and and sarah obviously this is her area of expertise yeah. but even with whether it's going to the gym or your diet or whatever you have to start getting some small wins mm-hmm. and those things pile up and you gain momentum and then you hit a critical mass so for me uh i have a quick caveat on this yeah. mental toughness is is not uh it's not an all encompassing thing. Like you can be so mentally tough in one aspect of your life and not in another. For like sure. Like we all know those people who excel at one thing and you're like, man, you have your shit together on this, but why can't you keep your, you know, yeah. why can't you do this well too? Right. So, um, so like, let's say with diet for me, I have just gotten to a point in my life where if I said, I'm going to do this for the next five months and I'm not going to deviate from it, it doesn't give me anxiety. I know I will just do it. Yeah, that's how. And I, I just won't get myself an out. Yeah. And if you don't, uh, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to to deviate from it, and maybe that sounds dogmatic and extreme, but the point is, I've worked on it enough over the years because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah, I've worked on it enough over the years. Or right now, if I say I'm going to do this, then I just do it. Yeah, that's how I am. With yeah. like the jump rope challenge, with like sober October coming up, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be so hard. You can do it. I'm like. Oh, I'm definitely going to do it. If I say I'm going to do it and yep. I and I know how to win, how to succeed, like I know what that looks like, then I'm I'm definitely going to do it. Like I would not not do it. I can't even that thought isn't even can't even cross my mind. It can't because if you have the out, you're going to take it. Yeah, right. And, and it do, it is kind of a part of my personality of like I'm can tend to be very extreme that I recognize, but in this situation too that i kind of capitalize on of like no i'm i'm i said i, I made a commitment mm-hmm. and I, and for me it's mostly like i know 
I know what I have to do, right? Or uh, I know that every day I'm going to jump rope for 10 minutes or I'm not going to have caffeine, I'm not going to drink, not whatever. If it's laid out for me like that, if it's a plan and someone yeah. gives it to me, it's very clearly defined things and I know that, okay, you do this whole month, you quote unquote win, you succeed, then I'm going to, that's easy. It's easy. I'll follow the plan. I yeah. love a fucking plan. I'll follow I'll That's do mental anything. toughness. <laughs> Right. To me, and yeah, and yeah. here's here's a great example I like to use with 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 some of my people. Um, how hard is it every day for you to walk out of your house and not smoke cigarettes? For me personally, yep, it's not hard for me. It's not hard at all. At all. <laughs> right. Like you don't walk outside, you could see twenty people smoking, and you wouldn't say, "Damn, I'm gonna walk the other way because I'm gonna be tempted by." Yeah, that. I don't know. They'll catch me on a Saturday night after a few drinks and give me a jewel. Yeah. and like, I don't know. That's <laughs> Fair enough. Testy. Yeah. But I mean, as like <laughs> yeah. as a regular part yeah. of your life, it's not something you have to fight off. No. Yeah. Right. Yes. No, I don't have to fight off. But now you take someone who looks at food differently from that, and they allow that into their life, and they, you know, like they don't allow smoking into your life. You don't allow smoking in your life. But yeah. let's say you had issues eating sweets or or whatever yeah. the hell it was. Yep. You have to just not allow it into your life, and you yeah. say, "I'm just not going to do that." Right. And yeah, easier it, said than done. Right, but because because yeah. it's a habit, and right. if you're not in 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 the habit of telling yourself no, yeah, then it's very difficult to do. Yeah. How did you get mentally tough? How did you practice it? Um, I think the army helped me a lot. Uh, I would imagine I, I needed the army. Yeah. Um, I, I even joined it a little bit late. I was almost 25 years old when mm -hmm. I joined the army as mm -hmm. compared to a lot of people who do it at 18. Yeah. And, uh, this is one of the things that I have found uh, and, and whether or not this is a positive, I don't know, but I have found that I, I tend to gain strength when I see those around me suffering. Mm. I can relate. Okay. In, yeah. In, Cause I in, feel like I can do this in a sense of like, this is going to sound terrible. No, do it. No. So if, if like at an Orange Theory class, right? Yep. If if it's especially maybe like an endurance day, right? So we're doing long, more so long pushes. They want you to maintain a, a consistent speed, whatever. If I'm next to someone, it doesn't matter what the speed is. But if I see them backing off, that makes me want, go harder. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you can't. Okay, I'm good. That, like that propels me forward. Mm-hmm. Yep, we used to run in groups a ton in the army and on hills when people would get sad. It was it was the lifeblood. Yeah. And I would no, just feel I it. Do it. So Ooh, like, what all right, is let's that? do it. What is yep. that? Thank you for but it, recognizing but, but that piece. Yeah, it's mental toughness, I think, is nothing more than a skill you develop. And like I said, we all don't start at the same spot. Right. But it is certainly something everyone can have. Yeah. Um, and I think people sell it short and they tend to God, now we're getting into a whole social commentary here. But That's just okay. in general in life, I think people don't like to tell themselves no. Yeah. It doesn't but, feel good. But every, it's not comfortable. Right. But everything you've done in your life that actually made you feel good about yourself, or most things, are probably because they were difficult and you put your mind to it and you did it. Yeah. Now, you can be happy. You can have a good time. And, and none of that stuff has to be hard. Like, yeah. leisure is important. Right. But, but again, as far as leisure. things that make you feel good about yourself and, and make you like yourself, which is super fucking important yes. to like yourself, yes, is doing things that you know are good for you, you know you should do, maybe you don't want to do them, and you do it anyway. Right. And that feeling you get on the backside of it, yeah. that's well, the shit. I mean, it's basically just saying, like, I matter enough, that I care yeah. about myself enough to do something that's difficult. For myself in the moment, but it's going to make me better. And sometimes you just do hard shit for the sake of doing hard shit. Yeah, that's what Sober October is. 
Sober October for me is just, I'm just going to see how, how grueling, like, it's just, I'm I'm doing it because I want to be able to say that I did it. Yeah, I've done it. And really, it's, for me, it's like, the drinking, that's, that's honestly, that's not that hard for me. It's the caffeine. Oh, shit. You take out caffeine? I am doing, Patrick, (laughs) I am doing only water. I'm not doing a a LaCroix. I'm not doing a juice. I'm doing only water for the month of October. Good. I know. I like it. Yeah. I that's, like it too. That's, look, that, but I'm doing it just because I want to like almost torture myself me. a little bit. <laughs> like, that pumps me up. That's what I like. Is somebody saying, this is difficult. I'm going to do it. Right. Because I can. Yeah. Because I, I can. Yeah. I, and, I'm, and I'm so, I'm just so curious and interested to see too, like, what is my body going to feel like? What is my mind going to feel like? You know, what? When I can't lean on the crutch of whatever it is that I'm using, right? And there's not going to be a jewel on Saturday, like nothing. Mm-hmm. What, where, what happens to my mind? Where does that go? So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm part terrified, part excited. So past guest Danny Souter is doing it. He does it every year too, and mm-hmm. he kind of like helped define the sober October parameters for what the fit. So it's gonna, it's nothing but water. Um, so no caffeine, no booze, uh, no juices, no co- like sodas, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I think before I said no soda water, but soda water is okay. But it can't be a flavored soda water. It can't be like a LaCroix because that is pleasurable and we're not doing anything pleasurable here. <laughs> so then, it, and then, so that. So most people listening are like, what the fuck? And I'm sitting over here like, <laughs> just, yes, give so, more of this. And then, so that's kind of the, you know, the sober part of it. And then at least 30 minutes of movement a day, right? That can look like stretching, walking, whatever. It doesn't have to be anything intense, but 30 minutes every day, some type of movement. And then we're adding, and I forget the grams now. I need to go back and listen. This was Sarah's idea. Mm-hmm. Adding some a certain amount of grams of fruits or vegetables every 800. day. 800. There it is. Yep. So those are the three parameters for Sober October. Okay. You in? I'll check in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. We'll figure I understand. something out. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, I, so I get it. De- developing mental toughness. The single best tool that, and and I got this from Ben Bergeron, who is um, the owner of CrossFit New England, who mm. who runs Comp Train. Okay. Uh, he is like essentially a celebrity CrossFit coach. Okay. So he trains games, athletes, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, he coaches or his his emphasis is on my favorite part of coaching which is the mental aspect the mental mm-hmm. toughness of it like mm-hmm. the the lifting the running jumping whatever i really dig all that mm-hmm. all i really do is use crossfit to teach self-discipline and mental yeah. toughness yeah interesting but uh he he said and i don't remember if it was in his book or a podcast but uh he said what is your internal coach saying to you when you're in the middle of a workout, but let's let's not even make it about a workout. When you're in the middle of a terrible study session mm-hmm. or a job Bad work or call, whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. If everyone around you could hear the voice in your head, would you be embarrassed? That's a really good question. I so you're in the middle it. of a workout and you're like, this sucks. I want to quit. Maybe uh-huh. I'll shave a couple of reps. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm whatever. Totally. Can if, I walk out right now? Will anyone yeah. notice? <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible. I'm worthless. Uh, I got a cramp. I have fit. to pee. Yeah. Yeah. But... If if we broadcast your internal coach, and again, this is not my philosophy; it's one I really like. Yeah. If we broadcast that, how are you going to feel about everyone hearing that? Oh my gosh, 
That's really great. I'm going to Yeah, so you approach this. your workout and say, if everything I thought in my head right now was broadcast across the room, I'd be okay with that. I would be like, you're doing your best. Keep going. Keep, like, and it matters. You're really strong. I know. I think about that a lot. I always think about like your body can hear everything that your brain is saying. Absolutely. So when I'm sprinting or I'm like on, I, it's mostly comes up for me a lot in Orange Theory when I'm on the treadmill and it's like just pushing as much as I can to not stop running or do that sprint, whatever. And so I will just try to talk my like I would be like you can do this 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 yeah what are you over afraid of again. what's gonna happen I'm flying off the treadmill and busting my face but <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no I'm not yeah I'm afraid of what being uncomfortable like it's good I feel like I'm gonna puke like what you felt that feeling before you you didn't you're still alive you're fine yep but it's a totally different story when you're in the moment or you're doing a 2,000 meter row and you're like, I want to die. That internal coach is a liar. Yeah, some t- yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like there's different there's different feelings of, of I'm about to die, right? There's a feeling of I'm about to die where you're like, I'm about to die, but I can I can do it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a feeling of like, I'm about to die and it does I don't care what happens? I have to stop. I'm done. Like, I can't, like, I'm sad. Like, I want to cry because I can't do it anymore. And then there's the feeling of like, I'm about to die. Am I, can I, should I keep doing it? Like, should I back? Like, like that uncertain yep. feeling. There's like yep. a lot, there's a lot of, and I, I say I'm about to die, but maybe it appears differently for other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to die. Yeah. I think to, to just tie a bow on that is, I think people who aren't good, at that that internal discipline or aren't good at mental toughness look at it as a skill or 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 an ability that people just have and it's like must be nice to be mentally tough the must be nice crowd i think that i think also they may think that it's not hard for uh, people yeah okay great that's a that's a great point is that because you're good at something it must not or be hard you're for you doing it it must not be hard my yeah. mom i and i had this realization because of my mom so my mom she'll you know have her times getting into the gym whatever and i don't think she obviously really doesn't maybe know what she's doing but you know she'll be active sometimes when i was training for a half marathon and i ran she was going to come down to columbus to watch me and she was like yeah I, you know it just running just doesn't feel good to me so i that's why i don't do i'm like it doesn't feel good to me either, mom. <laughs> like, like she really thought that like, oh, well, they're going on doing this because it's great and it's fun. And maybe that's true for some people. Like you're but... having a 100% yeah. different experience. Yes. And I'm like, no. Or or it's like <laughs> when people will say, when I was doing paleo, this came up all the time. When I would be like, you know, I'm not eating bread or, or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, well, I just really love bread. I'm like, well, I fucking really love bread too. You know, it's yeah. Not, it's... I, if you're if you're a person who's <laughs> let's let's just say I don't know, overweight, whatever, yeah. cake doesn't taste better to you than it does me. <laughs> yes. And in fact, having it once or twice a year probably means it tastes better. But if, if let me let me back up, I don't want to sound quite so like <laughs> if you have issues with eating, like that's an addiction and it's yes. something that needs to be treated seriously. I I think I think but a lot of not every person yeah. who's overweight has a food addiction. Right. Some people just my grandpa don't called it a fork no. and mouth disease. Every time your mouth opens, a fork moves. Our grandparents great. <laughs> yes. He used to tell me I had a fork and mouth disease. <laughs> It's like, yep, thanks, Pop-Up. Got it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> He's making memories. 
Uh, okay, let's. We're gonna we're yep. gonna go to. A, I want to make sure we get all of the points that Sarah gave to me. Okay, so next we're gonna talk about Patrick. What makes a great coach? Huh. Well, I think number one, you have to get buy-in, and to, to get buy-in, you have to be genuine, and people have to trust you. Yep. They have to believe that everything you're telling them is to make them better. Yep. Because you can be incredibly honest with people if you have a good rapport with them and they believe that you have their best interest at heart. If that person doesn't believe that, you can be honest with them all you want and they're going to take it as criticism. They're going to take it as an attack and no matter how you deliver it. So step step one is you, you've got to have the emotional intelligence to make your people believe that you care about them. And I think uh, I think I could have anyone walk into the gym now and you could ask any single one of my members, mm -hmm. does he care about you? Yeah. And I think unequivocally the answer would be yes. Yeah. And if it's not that way, then, then I look at it like I've done something wrong. Right, right. So are you relatable? Can you connect with? And, and then we have the knowledge mm -hmm. because I think without the human connection, the knowledge doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I would agree. So credentialism is I, a little bit of an issue do you I think, mean by like people just tacking on a bunch of letters? A lot of certs, a lot of yeah. whatever, and and those are great. And mm -hmm. and if I see a coach that has a ton of certifications, I'm going to go straight to their experience mm -hmm. because all of that knowledge is great. And institutional knowledge certainly has a place, and you need to have some some formalized education. But none of that stacks up to experience to me mm -hmm. because if you can't apply it, then then that doesn't that doesn't do me any good. And, and I can have someone come up who, let's let's say, because I own the gym, someone comes up to me and they want a job and they want a coach and mm -hmm. they say, look, I've got X, y, X number of certifications. I've got my CSCS. I just got out of college and whatever. And I'm saying, but can you connect with people? Yeah. Right? So you've got all that knowledge. And if you can't convey it, then it's no good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that what you're describing, too, is the makings of a good leader. Coaching is leading. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. I'm thinking of tr in terms of, you know, yeah. from my job, right? Yep. Like what you're talking about is, is Leading how... doesn't have to be coaching, but coaching is leading. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. It's the parallel is, mm -hmm. is right there too. When I think about, if I think about in my life, you know, the great coaches that I've had and, and this is also too with just fitness instructors or anyone that maybe not necessarily to, is in like a coaching role for mm -hmm. me. You know, they're not specifically training me for a goal that I have. But to me, and I think of this with leaders at work too, that I want to do good for them. Like I want to show up for them. I want to do a good job. Like at Ryan and I talk, like Jimmy Carter at Carter Fitness, like one of the first times meeting him, like we both were just like, like we have to give a hundred percent to Jimmy when we come to his class. Mm -hmm. Like we, we just like, we want to, and it's not because, because he's earned that from you. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's, it's not a, a place of like, you know, something fearful or an or, obligation. Yeah. Or that like, he's not going to like, it's not that it's like, I, I like want to make you proud kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so I think that falls under that first aspect is if people respect you and right. they believe yes, that that's you're being honest with them. Yeah. Uh, so the knowledge and then, um, experience comes yeah. after that now right. obviously people have to start somewhere so you you know everybody starts out with no experience so you, you know you can't hold that against someone but yeah. as far as being a great coach i think you 
I think you have to be want to be a professional coach. Yeah. And well, you just touched on her final point that we yeah. were going to talk about. So segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, professional professionalizing coaching. Yeah. What does that mean? So it's a pretty common thing, um, I think, amongst either boutique fitnesses, CrossFit gyms are just the same way, and amongst other gyms that you have a lot of part-time coaches. Mm-hmm. And they do two or three classes yeah. here or there. Right. And they have another life. And yeah. there are certainly extremely extremely gifted and, and good coaches who, yeah. who do it as a part-time gig. Yeah. But for, for me, I don't want to invest my money with a part-time financial planner. Yeah, I get that. I don't want to have my surgery done by a part-time doctor. For sure. Right? I want someone who this is their pursuit. This is their passion. This yeah. is what they have chosen to do with their life. Yeah. I want that person. Yeah. And I think that probably just comes back to your your overall goals, right? If you're looking as fitness as an outlet, you want to blow off some steam, you want to have a good time, you want to bop around to some music, whatever, then yeah, having someone part-time doesn't matter, right? Do you yep. vibe with them on a personal level? Do you like the experience they're giving? Great. If you're looking to train, to act, you know, seriously train, you're looking to get better. And I feel like CrossFit is... That's the mentality, right? It's you're not just doing this to do it. You're, in good gyms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, good point. But, you know, my very best friend was in New York for a while and got really, really into CrossFit. And she would send me workouts. And so we were doing a workout in her gym. I think I've told the story before, too. I don't remember what it was now. Oh, shit. I wish I could remember what it was, the workout. Anyway, it was one where you were doing like multiple rounds for time, maybe. And, you know, I got through and she got through. She's like, aren't you going to write down your time? And I was like, why would I do that? I'm just doing the workout. And she's like, it's because you want to, like, beat the next one. And I was like, do I? <laughs> and I was like, no. I, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> you know, and this was years ago. But, like, that was, right? The mentality mm-hmm. of, like, well, we're doing this for, re- we're doing it to get better. It's not yeah. just we're showing up. And, and But I think that there's value in, in each side of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's value in, in just showing up, moving your body, sweating, having a good, having a good time. Great. And value and like, no, I'm doing this to train for something I want to do better each time. I want to progress. Yeah. Yeah. So what to a professionalizing in that sense. Yes. I would want a professional coach too, if that was my goal. Yeah. And I want, I want coaches who to work for me, who, who that's their livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dependent upon being excellent at their job. And I, oh, I will be the first to tell you, and you could, you could have, you could have my coaches on here. Uh, I'm difficult to work for. Interesting. Um, because I ask a lot. Yeah. And, and I know I ask a lot and I make mistakes as a boss mm-hmm. and whatever. And everyone is difficult in certain ways. Yeah. But I know I'm very demanding. And I think it pays off though because we have members go out it of town does. all the time and they'll come back with horror stories from mm-hmm. from these gyms that they've dropped into. Or we'll, we get drop-ins all the time. Since we're downtown, there's the hotels there. So we get drop-ins oh, all yeah. the time. And so many times drop-in come in and say, Man, that was great. Mm-hmm. I wish my gym was like that. Yeah. And I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit, but also my coaches too, because there's there's almost no drop off in that when, when I'm not there and the other coach is there because that's the standard yeah. at CrossFit 513 United is yeah. you're welcoming, you're a professional, and your job is to give that person the best hour of their day. Yeah. I see so, I mean, I see so many parallels with my, my own job and my career and that I started with a a boss that was very demanding and not i mean in a respectful way but 
just expected a lot of me because she knew I could deliver. And that changed the course of my career. I mean, it made me into, you know, the the leader, the professional that I am today. Yeah, because I was stretched and she... So would you say she was a good coach? Oh my God, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she was a great coach. But, and and other people, I had heard feedback like, oh, she's really hard to work for. She's really hard to work for. To me... It, it wasn't difficult to work for because I was like, no, she's giving, she's challenging me. So she's hard she's to work for me. if you suck. Yeah, maybe that's it. Well, and is right? it the same for your coaches too? Yeah. Or just, it's hard to work for in general. <laughs> You're smiling there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just hard. <laughs> no, but I, I just think that uh, we can be better as fitness coaches than we are. And I, I would love for uh, consumers of our product to be more demanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I encourage every person, literally every person who comes to to my gym, to try out other gyms in the area. Because mm-hmm. I'm never afraid to be compared to them. Yeah. And that's not a knock on them. It's yeah. just I have faith in what we're doing. And then also, if you find another place that fits you better, go there. Please go there. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's half of the battle with fitness is finding something that you'll actually do. Mm-hmm. So I can I can talk to you right now. It's on blue in the face, and I can talk shit about so many other types of working out and yeah. all the other different things. Right. But if you're unwilling to do anything else except for that one, that I think that's really yeah. not going to do a ton for you. Yeah. At least you're doing something. Right. Right. And and like I said, half of it is, are you willing to do it? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you can, you, again, it's the same thing. You can have the best technique, the best coaching in the world, but if someone's not willing to do your program, then they're clearly not going to get better by it. Exactly. Exactly. So you're, what's coming up for you next? Are you done competing? What's going on there? I'm on a hiatus. You're on a hiatus. Yeah. Okay. So, you're taking um, a sabbatical. I, I am. I worked out less, uh, this summer. So probably from, from May on than I have probably since I was 17 years old. Um, I had been doing, competitors level crossfit for the last three and a half years i can't even imagine that and uh which you know uh, i'm 40 now so so that's a little bit different than it used to be and i yeah i'd imagine at 24 25 that probably feels a little better yeah but uh, i also have the advantage of owning a gym and having a wife who is as dedicated to her fitness as i am Mm -hmm. so i don't have issues with how long are you going to stay at the gym today? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. why does our food have to be this way? Right. She's the one who drives our nutrition. And then on top yeah. of that, I'm living with a sports nutritionist. Right. So my food's locked down. I don't have to think about that very much. So oh, I had an opportunity. So nice. Can I move in with you guys? Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we you... just got our tiny house. Yeah, right. There's no uh, room for you. <laughs> which I had an opportunity for the last couple of years and and then specifically this past season to live like a professional athlete. Now that said, knowing I was never going to make money at it, I'm I'm certainly certainly not at a level where I'm going to make money on CrossFit. However, you know, you grow up as as a kid and you're like, man, it would be awesome to be a professional athlete to just yeah, be you able to yeah. train. <laughs> and so, when I got that chance, it felt a little hypocritical to not take it. And Definitely. so, I decided in. Go all in. Yeah, I decided yeah. at the end of the the 2018 season to to be honest with myself about the kind of training I needed to do and mm-hmm. what I needed to get better at. And surprise, surprise, that was mental toughness. Mm. Uh, yeah, I feel like at that level, that's what it comes down to. It, it did. So I I'm like I said, I'm lucky to be uh, 
a pretty solid athlete. Mm-hmm. I, if I watch someone move, I can pr- probably just do whatever they did. Yeah. I, I just have always been able to yeah. mimic what I see. So that part of stuff has always come natural to me and mm-hmm. I didn't have to Kinda work like for it. Kind of like play music by ear. Yes. Yeah. I have zero musical talent, but it's exactly that. <laughs> Got like it. When you give me uh, an Olympic lift, a gymnastics movement or whatever, I could always just do it. Can you do a back handspring? I can do a back tuck. Yeah, I don't have to put my hands on the ground. <laughs> but uh, but in that is I got by on talent. Mm-hmm. And talent gets you so far. Yeah. And then you realize that Until there are other, other people, people with talent right. and they're willing to work their ass off. Right. And I'm not saying I didn't work hard because I absolutely did. But when I said, when I set the goal out of I'm going to finish in the top 200 in the world of 30,000 athletes mm-hmm. like you don't get to half-ass it and be no. that right right so going into this this past training season it was like these are the things you need to work on and it's mental toughness it's not slowing down when you want to because the strength was there the skills were there the gymnastics were, were there mm-hmm. i just simply needed to be able to work harder and develop some more work capacity <sighs> so i i dedicated this year to or this past season yeah. to that and the open rolls around and based on the way the the workouts were laid out it came down to like i said that aerobic capacity or that engine work that i needed to do was mm-hmm. my absolute strength this year so i took what i was the the worst at mm-hmm. made that my strength and accomplished the goal that yeah way. yeah that's great but uh so after to get back to your question yeah. i know i'm tangent no, here but please that's what was, the point after of this the season is. i was pretty beat up <laughs> yeah um a lot of joint soreness. I have arthritis in both my shoulders from the army. I've had a herniated disc in my back since I was 20. Oh. And these are things people live with all the time, but working out for three hours a day and yeah. eating 4,000 calories a day and all of the inflammation that comes with that, uh, that got challenging. So yeah. I decided after the season to take a break. And so I worked out like two to three times a week, nothing mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. And uh, just in the last week or so, I've started to get back in it and uh, have, have enjoyed the suffering a little bit again yeah and yeah how's it feel yeah good it feels great yeah yeah i'm i'm excited about it we've got uh the crossfit changed their season so now the open is coming so now the open is coming uh in a couple of months so uh we're we're in prep for that i'm not oh. trying to be competitive this year okay. i'm not looking to make the, the the masters qualifier but uh just just really enjoying working out again because that had kind of gone away i got a little burnt yeah. out yeah i mean i can only imagine yeah and <laughs> simultaneously i was studying for my l3 and we ended up moving this year and we just closed on a house today yeah. so there was there was a lot of stuff going on we opened sarah's business last fall oh, there's so a lot we uh so much we have a tendency to just sprint yeah, I, all the time i have i am and, guilty of that too yeah and the, the moment it slows it. down it's like what what can we fill our time with now mm-hmm. so no i know i'm i'm right there with you i'm trying to be more mindful of that I'm just like allowing space to be like hey this is you Not, don't have to be busy don't every have second. Don't be busy every second. You can actually just like feel what's going on in your mind. As fucking scary as that sounds. Yeah, like and I, uh, I think we can talk ourselves into that for at about a week at time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's really difficult. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, but Patrick, we're coming up on our final, final question. You know what it's going to be. I'm really interested to hear what does being fit mean to you? Okay. Uh, now, in fairness, I knew this was coming. You did know this was coming. So I knew I this did, one. Uh, I did put a little bit of thought into it. You should. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with, with the obvious answer first. Okay. Um, being fit is... So, the, so there's a term in fitness called GPP, General Physical Preparedness. 
Oh, I don't know what that is. Yep, just GPP. It means okay. you are working out to be good at life, basically. Okay, okay. That's yep. how I feel like I am operating at the moment. Right. And I think being fit means you have no obvious obvious flaws. Uh, you can run a little bit. You can lift a little bit. You can whatever. Okay. Like Let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah. <laughs> right? Here it comes. Yeah. Fitness. What's the root word? Fit. How well do you fit in the environment and you that you live in? How prepared are you for everything that environment can throw at you? Can you handle it? Yeah. Because it's it's cliche, but we talk about a chain. What's the weakest link? If you have a weak link in your fitness, life will find it. Yeah. And maybe you're a person who avoids physical activity. Maybe you're a person who never lifts anything, who never plays any sports. At some point, something's going to come up in your life and you're going to say, damn, that would have been a whole lot easier if I was fit. Yeah. It, oh, and the, the flip side of that too, if you're not taking care of your mind, shit's going to come up where yeah. you need to be able to just think calmly and cl- not let your emotions run over or, you know, control I, it, any situation right you know yeah. just to be able to so, to be there yeah i know sarah said the other day it makes you harder to kill which which that. is kind of the point right yeah. i mean like kill fitness any, any on an aspect. evolutionary scale like survival of the fittest mm-hmm. that means you are adapted to your environment this is the best answer i've ever heard this right. is the way the way that i wanted to say what being fit means to me but i couldn't say it like yeah. this. how prepared are you for the shit life's gonna throw at you <gasps> yeah damn that's really good. Thank you. Thank you. This gonna, is awesome. I'm just going to replay this over and over again in my mind when I'm feeling like I'm not fit. Because that, that, that is a somewhat, I don't want to say, I don't want to say an insecurity, but something that is always come. or I'm always like, am I fit? Am I fit? Am I fit? You know, yep. like that, it's like that question. And if I'm bringing it back to like, okay, well, am I, Am I able to be in my environment, prepared to be in my environment, adaptable? Then yes. And it also is bringing it back to something I've talked about earlier with when I'm overtraining or overworking or pushing myself and and not listening to my body and I'm held up in bed because I have a back injury, I can't do life then. Yep. But that wasn't being fit. Doing those workout classes back, that, that wasn't being fit. I'm now not fit. Yeah. No, I get, I tell, uh, we have people come in, they say, what do we do here? And I said, my job is to make you better at absolutely everything outside the gym. Yeah. That's, that's my job, whether that's mental toughness, whether that's that's physical stuff. And, and if I hurt people, I've done exactly the opposite. So my job is to make you fit for life outside the gym. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we get out of here. Um, we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Please tell us. But it's too early to talk about it. Okay. Patrick, so I'm going to have to come back. <laughs> Thought I was going to get a what the fit exclusive, but yes, come back. You yes, will. You come back. I, okay. Hey, if you, if, if it works out and you have me back on, I'll, I'll make the on. announcement here. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So good. good, good things for CrossFit 513 United coming. Yeah. Some of the members and when they listen to this, they're going to know they're what we're now. talking about. We're okay. not talking about it in public yet. Okay. Okay. But, uh, well, good things are coming. You're going to hear it here first people. So tune back in. Okay. Where can people follow you? So you can follow uh, the gym's Instagram at CrossFit 513 United. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at PA Herringer, also on Twitter, but that's the old man version of social media. So if you just want to hear me tell people to get off my lawn, follow me on Twitter because oh that's what I do. Gosh, wait, you have Twitter? I no do. No one has thrown out their Twitter handle on what the fit yet. This P-A is great. PA Herringer. I'm going to look. I don't even think my Twitter account's active anymore. We'll see. <laughs> I know. Okay. Like, it's. It's the old guy. I know, media. but I, I think it has some value. I don't know. We're listeners. Should we be on Twitter? Let us know. 
also but we're not on twitter but follow on instagram at what the fit podcast um subscribe on itunes what else follow on spotify rate review all that good stuff become a supporter of what the fit via the patreon page everything that you need is in the link to the bio thanks so much guys (laughs) 